It's uh, Wednesday here in New York, and tonight don't I'm hanging out with my. Recording this. That's a no, 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 I don't think it dates it. If it's Wednesday, it could be any Wednesday. And we don't always record on Wednesday, so you can't find us and kill us. Um, tonight, on this Wednesday, however, uh, we're here with myself, and I have a... <laughs> I should wake up a little bit, and I'm here with Danny, and we have a special guest. That's right. Special guest. Our special guest... you want to tell the people who you are? No, I, I gotta introduce him. We, we got... Okay, never mind. Because the movie we're talking about is Buzz Lightyear, Starcommand, The Intro Begins, starring Tim Allen. So naturally, we went straight to the source and called up Tim Allen to be on the show. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Santa Claus. How do you feel about I'm being on a show, boss, Tim Allen? Catch my new show, The Santa Claus, on Disney Plus this November. This is what Tim Allen sounds like. Oh, wait. You're who very is clean, this? Tim You're Allen. not the real Tim Allen. You're not the real boss. Oh, it's just Chris Evans. <laughs> it's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> no, but seriously, now you can introduce yourself. My bits oh, over. hi. I'm, I'm Joe Schremer. Uh, I don't know. I, I I never introduce myself on other podcasts. I'm usually asking other people to do that. Uh, I oh, have a lot of podcasts. To? I can introduce you. Yeah, sure. You do that. I, it's weird right. for me. This is Joe Schirmer. Best known for from me is if you listen to my other podcast and former previous podcasts. Thanks to our editor Joe. Thanks, Joe. That's, that's me. <laughs> that's him. He does not edit this podcast, so I'm we don't guy. thank him here. Um, we have no money. Joe, uh, yes. Joe is on a multitude of podcasts. Uh, some might say a litany of podcasts. Mm. Uh, not me. I don't <laughs> a say certain that. Co-host of mine on a, on a handful of, of them. <laughs> the two I know of off the top of my head that he co-hosts is All New Fifty Two, which is a comics co- podcast, and Hot Trash Unlimited, which is a bad movie podcast. Now, yeah. do you host anything else that I'm unaware of? <laughs> there you? is. There's a new one uh, called Thousand Year Blood Podcast, where me and my buddy Elijah are going through Bleach. Uh, oh, cool. For some reason. I don't know why we did it, but we, we did it. Are you breaking that up, like, episode by episode? Or? No, 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 no. We're doing, like, batches, and it's really just whenever there's a good stopping point, which, uh, as of late, there has not been. So it's been, like, been 12 episode batches, which are rough, but... Hmm. We're making our way through in preparation for the new season. Uh, I will say one of the early decisions we made on with this podcast, particularly involving what we're doing today, is I remember thinking, should we cover the whole show? And I oh, was God. just like, no. Well, the whole show, it's, well, it's going to be hard to find, too, is the thing. And we'll get on to all that later. But it's just like, yeah. So, you, it's, so you're covering Bleach the show, right? Not yeah. the manga. Yeah, not the I'm not product. reading it. I that's that's much more of an investment than it is to <laughs> get a subscription. Actually, no, it's not. It's like two dollars a month to read it online. But whatever. What's your take on the passing of the Berserk author? Uh I mean, I didn't it's kind read of old news it by now. But yeah, I didn't read it when he was alive because in recent years I've kind of had a thing of like with like any form of media of like not really starting stuff that's not finished if it's been going on forever because you end up just with this massive catch-up list for everything and then he died and i was like well i guess now's a good time to start it and now i'm really happy that it's going again because i'm like oh i have an ending because i love this thing mm-hmm. yeah i feel i feel the same i read berserk a little before he died but i mostly feel the same way about other things in media 
Like I don't like I like I I just started Better Call Saul after the show ended mm-hmm. officially. Very much a fan of n- having a schedule. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't that, have to wait. And then like, you know, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack and like it would have killed him if like certain circumstances were going on. He still lost that Emmy. <laughs> I don't even know who won the Emmy, honestly. Oh, it was the Squid Game guy. I don't watch Squid Game. Oh. Uh, You've never <laughs> seen Squid Game? Oh, wow. Danny didn't watch a 10 episode TV show. That's so crazy. You are not missing out. Who who would have thought, Danny? I think the only ten episode Netflix show I ever watched. I don't think it's ten episodes, but I just mean like a viral Netflix show I ever watched was Queen's Gambit, which I liked. But it's also like I like that shows that I could. Oh, I thought it was seven. Whoops. <laughs> but oh, maybe maybe. But the thing about that is also it's like I don't I like shows that yeah I get that you guys like it all to be out at once, but I still want it to be designed that I could watch it weekly if I want because I cannot commit to watching a bunch of shows like episodes in a row really quick so it's like queen's gambit when i watched it it'd be like oh i watched an episode three days later i watched another one it just expected that you pick it up right off the previous one you know what i mean like see it depends on the show for me like certain shows are a good pace but then like i'm watching sopranos for the first time i'm only like five episodes in over the course of four weeks just because i'm like i can't binge this So I feel I about um, Sopranos, and I'm going to do it again in a little <laughs> bit. I love that show. That's how I feel about. Um, Mark might think I'm subtweeting him right now, but I swear I'm not. But whenever I recommend Succession to people, I'm like, I don't think you can binge Succession. I think oh, I did. You can watch. <laughs> see, I don't mean to be I like two I, weeks. Succession is a show. Like I'm like, you savor each episode. You watch one a day. You savor it. You let it go down. It's nice. Maybe you can binge season one. Okay, you can binge season one. I'll allow that. But after that, it's like, nah, I want to savor that show. It's so good. I have noticed that some things which are, now I'm forgetting the name, like the fool that I am, but like some things that are not the serial shows are a little harder for me to binge because I find that I recognize the patterns. And if I'm binging the show, which is meant to be watched at like a week at a time, it, then you you can forget about the structure and then come back to it and it's kind of nice like that. But I'm I'm watching Veep right now, which is probably the best show that I've watched in a long time, and I might finish it before Better Call Saul. Wow! But I have that feeling about Veep. We, let's have it on the record that Mark thinks little... Veep is better than at least Better Call Saul, um, The Sopranos, Succession, which I know he doesn't like season three. Um, I I mean, <laughs> well, Barry, you think it's better than Barry? Although that might be true. Thing. That might be true. I don't know. I haven't watched Veep. I'll finish it before I finish Better Call Saul. My take on Veep is that I'll finish it before I finish Better Call Saul. I what I did with Veep, and I'm just saying this to encourage other people who feel the same way. You are not alone if you do this. I watched the first half of the first season to learn the characters, and then I stopped watching the first season, and I jumped ahead to the second, and then I've kept watching from there, and it's been great. And I just want everyone to know that they can take things into their own hands, and they can do it that way if they want. <laughs> you sound like someone who, who were talking to me like when I was in high school about Parks and Rec. You literally, or, or like that's literally what they always say: like just start season two. <laughs> I mean, I also watched Fleabag backwards, and I had a great time. I'm I'm just a big fan of like Fleabag is the not, number five I don't like greatest exposition. show of all I just, time. I hope that's not for your game of list, by the way. What is for my what? The game. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Rolling Stone. The Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stone magazine <laughs> put out a uh, list of their top 100 shows of all time, and Fleabag is like number five. And I'm like, that seems 
a tad ridiculous, even if you like Fleabag a lot. I don't know if it can be objectively called the fifth best show of all time quite yet. I think that there's that. It's also hard to put a miniseries in the same categories. I assume they had like the Sopranos. I don't know. Did they have one. like the Mary Tyler Moore show on there? Yeah, it's number ten. Is has so many episodes. Like there have to be good ones and bad ones. I don't know. You want me to open it? Is like, Do you want me to open the yeah. Rolling Stone? <laughs> oh, you don't have to. I mean, I'm just talking about like, I don't know. This is this is really my news. Part of my news this week was just watching Veep and thinking a lot about it. Do you guys want to know what their top 10 was? It's actually kind of funny. Sure. Blow us away. All right. 10 was Mary Tyler Moore. Nine was Atlanta, which seems kind of insane to me considering the reception to season three. Not that I have nothing. I, have, I don't watch Atlanta. I have no actual opinion on it. It's just like, it wasn't that? Anyway. Yeah, uh, it wasn't eight, good. Yeah, eight is Cheers. Season three wasn't good? No. Yeah, I hear season three. Oh. Well, I it's a huge season. departure. I think Ju- I heard mm. Julius liked it, but they also were like had some issues. But I don't want to speak for Julius because I don't watch the show. Uh, but eight was Cheers, seven was Mad Men, six was Seinfeld, five, as I said, was Fleabag, four is The Wire, three is Breaking Bad, two is The Simpsons, and number one is Sopranos. I've seen two of those shows. I have seen. Well, I guess I've or seen three, episodes three, of Atlanta. Seinfeld. And I've seen the pilot of Breaking Bad, and I've seen like two episodes of The Simpsons. I mean, I think the only one I haven't seen is Mary Tyler Moore. I, oh, well, I guess I've seen Mary Tyler Moore too. I guess I've seen these sh- some of these shows, but I mean, like in the sense of like I've watched to completion. Three well, I have to yeah, assume no, I don't have the R hope, but I have to assume The Simpsons. Like, we're only crediting the first like eight seasons, but considering that's longer than a lot of the shows on this list, that still lets us put it up this high. You know, I'm sure it's something like that. Um, Joe, unless you've got some big life updates, maybe we could go into game time. Wait, you didn't ask me about my life. And also, Joe, is there anything else? I do want to get to Joe before I talk about me. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mark. You, okay. Mark's like, we're going to try to get a full two hours out of this immediately. Like, let's just go straight to games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... Like ten, ten minutes. That's a good amount of time before we... Move on to the next thing. Whatever we talk about. Well, Joe, just gotta... were we were you good with just being introduced by podcast? You want to talk about ah. anything else about yourself? I did think about I'm, that. Is like you want anything better? I, I play I play in a lot of metal bands. If you if you're into that kind of music, yeah. uh, what kind of metal? A variety of all styles of like metal core, basically, from like the old like riffy kind to more hardcore kind to more modern like low tuned stuff. Uh, Dust before dawn, break and enter counterfeit those are the three bands and then i also do a lot of freelance audio work so like uh, editing the snub club editing the snub club uh mixing bands and stuff uh doing did something else that was weird i care what it was i did uh, some audio work used to edit why is with time Dan. well yes that's not that's, that's <laughs> along the same lines of editing the snub club <laughs> Ed- editing audio <laughs> It's like, uh, I'm also, I still matter. <laughs> um, you have such a beautiful audio editor life. Ah, uh, it, it ain't all it's cracked up to be, but you know, it's fun. It's nice to flex the fingers every now and then. It would be really funny if you're like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And then you just went to this very dark story that's like Scorsese esque about the time you got like accidentally lined up with a dark job like at a funeral parlor editing stuff and it turned out the mafia came in and was like hey this is 
This is me writing Joe Schirmer fan fiction right now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely <laughs> way more interesting than what it is. What it, what it usually comes down to is, oh, crap, this is due tomorrow. Oh, it's nine o'clock. OK, time to stay up late and get this done. Joe is also um, in my and you've already done it for this podcast, but also in the past. And Joe is my emergency like, hey, someone did not record their audio right. Fix I'm it, audio Joe. janitor. I'm uh, Mr. Cleanup, Mr. Attempt to clean up. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's all about it's it's all about the setup. Yeah, you know. Yeah, get it at the source. Yeah, my only life updates, by the way, that I snarked at Mark about was I was going to talk about ever House of the Dragon or Andor. So not really any life updates because work's been dramatic. But I don't really want to like air out my dirty laundry about work. On this One of those show. is a good show. One <laughs> of those is a show I don't watch. See. Here's my actual question, though, to you, because this is the weird thing that keeps happening to me, is hmm. do you watch Lord of the Rings? No, I don't like Lord of the Rings. Thank God. Everyone I talk to about either Andor or <laughs> House of the Dragon, they say to me, nah, if I've been watching Lord of the Rings, I'm like, I have no desire to watch it. I don't, I, I'm not, I, I, it's okay. I, like, Lord of the Rings I hear, is okay. I hear about it uh, from Caleb. But he's very behind, and then my girlfriend watches it, so I get to hear about that on Fridays, and I never understand anything about it, because I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I like the movies, but beyond that, it's like... No, I don't like those. I didn't grow up with them either, so that's probably a lot to do with it. I mean, I didn't watch them until last summer, so... Oh, ooh, you're later than me. I didn't watch them until like three years ago. So, my Lord of the Rings experience uh, is I did watch Fellowship, and I liked it a lot when I was in middle school. And then my dad was like, all right, I'm going to show you the two towers. But my dad only owns the extended cut of the two towers. Oh, bad. Dad. So <laughs> bad idea, I was dad. like, this sucks. So I never watched his Return of the King because he also only had the extended cut of that. Mm-hmm. And then last year when the music box. So the music box reopened in 2020, but they did a bunch of stuff last summer because it's like now people can actually come to the movies. Yeah. Uh, and they did a Lord of the Rings marathon all weekend. Uh, Belcourt did... just did that in a day. Well, I did uh, I did Fellowship in Two Towers on the same day, and then I went with my dad the next day to Return of the King. Because my attitude was, well, I've seen Fellowship, so I can watch it back-to-back with Two Towers. Mm-hmm. But I I want to want Two Towers to soak in on its own, and then I'm going to want Return of the King to soak in on its own. Yeah. Uh, and I really like them. My favorite is Two Towers. That's <laughs> funny that it was so late. It was, for me, to like, we got cable around the time that I was in high school, and this was around the time that I watched The Matrix and a lot of westerns because you know channels like AMC or whatever would do like oh, yeah. gigantic yeah. marathons. So that's how I watched Lord of the Rings. It was TV like every always few... showing Star Wars every weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, they only have the programming rights to Star Wars, so that's the only thing Spike TV ever showed. <laughs> I mean, I notorious... it was great for me. I notoriously oh, hate most uh, live action movies that people hold nostalgia for. So I don't. I don't ever hold my opinion in like high regard was it around you my... or was it caleb who hadn't seen who framed roger rabbit when i came that's on? caleb uh, yeah that one blew my mind i was like yeah that one's crazy <laughs> all right that was my uh that was my life <laughs> talking about the geek shows that are on tv briefly and talking about hey, the shows i don't watch <laughs> some of them are good shows others i just haven't seen so i don't have an opinion on them or which one ha- is it andor i'm assuming you haven't yeah seen? i don't like i don't like star wars either so that's Fair. I Good haven't really liked you. where I haven't really liked where Star Wars has gone for Keep a bit too. Clean. I, I wanted to watch Andor, and I'm really hoping Java shows up. That would be the one I'd watch because it's the most removed. Yeah, I hope Java. Do you guys know the Java meme with Diego yeah. Luna? He very yeah. rarely doing Rogue One because like Rogue One, decent movie. Can't see the argument for boring. 100. percent 
Uh, and the press tour was kind of boring, with the exception that, you know, when these, you get a new actor in Star Wars, you always give them, like, the basic Star Wars question, like, who's your favorite Star Wars character? And Dick Luna would always go, my favorite character is Java. I just want to squeeze him so much. And there's, like, a mm. compilation of interviews where he just goes, I really just want to touch Java and see what that feels like. So I'm just like... I really hope Java shows up. And that's the one connection I will allow with the show and be happy with fan service wise. Just because I want to see Diego Luna finally meet Java. Because it would make him so happy. You get to squeeze him. You get to squeeze Java. <laughs> I feel like he'd be leathery. That's not you know, a dream I Yeah. Have. I think it, like leathery and like wet. Yeah, definitely wet. I feel like. Especially, the thing about Java is, whoever. Is it just an animatronic, or is there like someone in there? Because if there's someone in there, that guy's got to be pretty wet. Like, I mean, it's not sweaty. It's definitely it's not real boat. anymore. For Andor, they're doing everything practical. Oh, so, are they? Oh, yeah. thank God. That's why it well, looks. Think... That's the main reason I wanted to watch it because it's not shot on the green screen thing, the volume. That's the, the main reason I wanted because it the looks. The screens, yeah. The yeah. The panels. They actually shot on location, yeah, and it's like great. This looks. <laughs> it's really funny that Andor looks miles more expensive than the Obi Wan show, but <laughs> that's. What mark? Well, I think I, so. I think originally it was like a couple dudes, and I believe there are some cutaway pictures of the Java puppet where someone's like sitting inside, making that guy's that probably really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we can go to our games. If we're good to go to our games. Game <laughs> I'm talking about Java. All right, Joe, you ready for some games? The games I don't know what they're about, but it's oh, a game. Oh wait, we have a new game intro. Play it, Mark. Time to play the game! It's time for the Letterbox game. Letterbox in the last few months have added a feature where it says what algorithmically the film that is most related to the film you just watched. So Really? Yeah. The Letterbox huh, game is incredible. I give you the Isn't top it? five movies on that. And then you have to guess what the film is. If you get two guesses wrong, I'll give you the year the movie came out. Then you get two additional guesses, and each additional wrong answer will give you another movie. So you get up to seven movies after seven movies. That's your final guess. Now, I have been doing examples. So now, because Mark is tired of me pulling up the movie, like a movie that we covered on the podcast to talk about. And he's like, I can't play the movie. We did it on the podcast. So... The Iron Giant was the last movie. Buzz Lightyear does not have one, because Buzz Lightyear is not a popular enough movie to get one of these. You have to be a certain level of views it's to get disgrace. it. It's a disgrace. For The Iron Giant, what you would get is, interestingly enough, your five films would have been How to Train Your Dragon, Wally, Big Hero 6, Lilo and Stitch, Chicken Little. After two guesses, I would have given you 1999, and then your two additional films eventually would have been Toy Story and Lightyear. So... So that that's like the kind of vibe that the related stuff is. Um, oh, okay. What I'll also say is, um, if there's a film by the same director, it's removed from the list. If there's a film from the same franchise, it's removed from the list. Now, Joe. Hmm. Traditionally, what I do is I look at the films I looked in the last I saw in the last month, and if they made a hundred million dollars, I'll put them to a randomizer, and you'll get three of those films for your guess, because you know, hundred million dollars means the movie was a decent sized hit however you have a bad movie podcast i do so what i did instead was i put every movie i saw last month and sorted it by lowest rating 
So I will give you the three lowest rated films on Letterboxd I've seen in the last month. We will start. We will end on the absolute lowest film because there's three rounds. Is this is this new releases or everything you've you've personally seen? Because you've you see a lot. Of everything movies. I've personally seen. Remember, oh after this, after two guesses, <laughs> more I'll give you the year. Every movie recently at, released. After two guesses, I'll give you the year it came out. Okay. I will say ahead of my ahead of time. I think one of these you might not be aware exists, but we're still gonna do it. <laughs> that's that's, that's possible. That's very possible. Now, you have the option to play with Mark. Or use him as a phone a friend. My play with Mark, I mean competitively. Or you can use him as a oh, phone yeah, a friend. Uh, yeah, let's do competitive. That's more fun. All right. Cool. Cool. I know one of these. Yeah. All right. So, your first. So I will clarify before I say these. Um, the first five films. I'll just read them first. No, no. Okay. So Letterbox, as I'm sure you're aware, because you have a Letterbox, randomly has mm-hmm. mini series on it. None of these are miniseries. None of these okay, are... good. That said, <laughs> this first one has a few miniseries that I'm going to give you as related films. Okay? But it okay. is a film. Okay. Okay. So, your five films are... The HBO miniseries, The Undoing. The Apple TV Plus miniseries, Defending Jacob. In the Bedroom. Mayor of Easttown, which is also an HBO miniseries. And the judge. I've the never famous. heard of any of these shows. Or You've never movies. heard of the judge. The no. judge is Robert Downey Jr. Okay, let me tell you who the judges. Robert Downey Jr. He has this big comeback of Tropic Thunder and Iron Man. Afterwards, he only does Due Date, which you know is his dumb R-rated comedy, and then he only exclusively does Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes, basically for a few years. Then in 2014, he's like. All right, I did the Avengers, I did Iron Man 3. It's time for me to go for an Oscar. He makes this movie called The Judge, where, well, I'll just read the logline for The Judge, <laughs> where a successful lawyer returns home for his mom's funeral only to discover that his father, The Judge, is suspected mm. of murder. Uh, I know infamously Jeremy it's funny Strong. It sounds like his name is The Judge. Infamously, Jeremy Strong of Succession, famous in this movie pre Succession. Or uh, there's a lot of stories about him being very annoying on set because he played a mentally challenged brother of oh. Robert Downey Jr. and he refused to break oh, character. He's, he's method, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, there's a lot that the pro that infamous Jeremy Strong profile is a whole section on the judge. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's what the judge is. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. No you just gotta get idea. some movies. You just gotta get some movies. <laughs> so this is a movie, but you named TV shows because they're the ones I gave that are two movies. The judge and in the bedroom are movies. Do you want you want to set a rule, Mark? I ask Mark no, now, no, not no, you, I not mean, you, where I can give movies to. Like I will give up to five movies and give the shows as well. No, I think I misunderstood. I just I thought that if if I thought that you could do TV shows and movies, but if you were to do movies. Or TV shows, then the recommendations would be different. Nope. But I guess that's <laughs> the not the case. <laughs> but no, I mean that's that's what I was wondering. Um, just Beast. to narrow my options. That came out. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess that movie with Brian Cranston where his son committed a crime. That's a miniseries. Are you sure well, you guess? <laughs> so is Mervistown. Yeah, I guess that movie that was okay. miniseries. Now if you are right, never listen to the top five, and when we play competitively, since that is two guesses already. I just give you the year now. 
Okay. Okay. But you still will get two more guesses. After yes. This. It's not like I'm like, oh, you guessed, so here's two more movies, <laughs> and that's it. Um, so the year is 2022. So, Joe, you're actually in the right direction. Oh, wow. Picking something new. Yeah, I honestly think that if you were still covering Hot Trash Unlimited, you would have seen this movie. Like, covering new movies on Hot Trash, I think you would have seen this movie. Yeah, thank Caleb for that. Um, <laughs> there's stuff I wanted to go see. Can I look at movies that are in theaters? Because <laughs> I haven't seen anything. You can. There's no guarantee this movie's still in theaters. Well, yeah, but I, it might just... Um, I will oh, let you oh, do that. Uh, uh, Barbarian. Okay. Mark, what's your is guess? It, is it Thousand Years of Longing? It is neither of those films. Neither of those films are top 25. Can I just say that Barbarian is like compared to malignant style horror movie? I know. That's why I wanted to see it. <laughs> well, the, the movie is okay. No, it's not Barbarian. It's not 3,000 Years of Longing. The next film you get is the Nicholas Sparks adaptation Safe Haven, which I have a funny story about how I saw that back in high school. Basically, I wanted to go see Argo, but I got carded at the movies, and now me or my friend had our cards, so we had to see Safe Haven instead. Because uh, my friend wasn't going to like leave without a single movie. Which is fair, because she used her gas to get there. I can't think of like what just came out that Letterboxd are, would hate. You guys are such men. Vengeance. Vengeance? Mark, do you have a guess besides Vengeance? Well, if we need to guess it by not being men, was it... Did you see... Is it out yet? Don't worry, darling. Is that your guess? I know, I know yeah, what movie yeah, yeah. you're talking about now. I saw a preview for this. Is it? It is not. Don't worry, darling. Oh uh, wait. It I is think not. You're gonna beat me to it. It is not. Um, whatever you said. Vengeance. <laughs> what was it? Vengeance. It's not. Everything. Now we're listening in the top twenty-five. I don't think "Don't Worry, Darling" will begin appearing in top twenty-fives for a bit because it just came out last weekend, and that's also why it's on this list because there's not yet. It's not popular enough yet to have a similar films i'm actually pretty sure don't worry darling would have made this list if there were similar films to it already up so now since it is the last one i give you i will give you the last film then i recap for the listeners at home so okay. your final film is says a so i will have to explain what this movie is too it is the unforgivable which is a netflix original film that was dumped last november with sandra bullock and viola davis in it a woman is released from prison after serving a sentence for a violent crime and re-enters a society that refuses to give forgive her past. Funny enough that I well, I don't know funny enough sorry story, but Sandra Bullock is the lead. Um okay. So to recap for the listeners at home, it's a film from 2022. The seven films were the HBO miniseries The Undoing, the Apple TV Plus miniseries Defending Jacob, In the Bedroom, the HBO miniseries Mayor of Easttown, The Judge, Safe Haven, and The Unforgivable. Joe what is your final guess for this? Okay, you said you said something about men or whatever. Yeah, is it? it oh, I don't know the name of the movie. I saw pre- it's it's the it's the Annihilation director guy, right? What's his name? Alex oh, Garland. The name of that movie is Men, which is kind of funny. That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh, that's that's my guess. Men. You're guessing Men, uh, Mark. Mm, wow, good guess. Um, I'm gonna guess My Policeman. Is that out yet? Uh, I will let you guess again because my policeman is only screened at festivals. It is not out. Oh, yet. okay. Um, I'm like your mom. If you pick a movie that's not out, I Dang. will indeed be fair to you and say it's not possible for me to have seen that film. So you're incorrect. Mm. <laughs> okay. It sounds like woman cop movie. Did you like just watch The Heat? The Heat with Sandra Bullock. Is that your yeah. final guess? 
Yeah, sure. All right. So this is a first time for our podcast. All blanks the whole way through. No top 25 hits at all. Gave us mini series. <laughs> I know. And what's funny is we gave you number one guess of the next film that was related to us. The first season of Big Little Lies, which inexplicably is on Letterboxd. <laughs> okay. Is that what you watched? Oh, wait. No. Oh, go on. Go no, on. no, no, no. The <laughs> film I, I watched yeah. is, a, is a 2022 summer release that I saw in theaters. Um, did I review this summer? I happened to see at the movies a trailer for a movie about a girl who lives in a swamp uh, who gets no. investigated for murder. Because that's what I saw. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, is it Where the Crawdads Sing? I know the name. Yeah, it got pushed really hard, like, right before it came out. Yes. I saw Where the Crawdads Sing uh, on Letterboxd. That film has a 3.2. So I guess I've been doing pretty okay on Letterboxd. Okay, yeah. I was like, I thought I got a pretty decent reception. It's got, like, a 35% Rotten Tomatoes, but, like... That doesn't mean anything. normal people reception is pretty okay. All right, Love don't worry, the next two are movies. actually really bad movies. This one's a really fun one. <laughs> I'm looking at the all 25 films, and I can't even make a connection between the 25. It is such an eclectic <laughs> group of 25 films. All right, your five films are Best in Show, the Christopher Guest film, Ted, Coming to America, the sequel, The Cat in the Hat, and Marley and me. <laughs> mm, that's such a wide array. <laughs> it is like is this one that I know, Danny? You might know this one. Mm. Joke. Maybe we shift to being a phone a friend because I think Mark actually might know these next two. Okay. That's I fine. might know right. this one. Okay. Uh, phone a friend. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, well, no, no, no. Give a guess first. Give a guess. Let's you get, to, give the a... Let's uh, get yeah, to the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be able to get throw anything. Some, throw some guests out so we can get to the year. I know an easy guess you could throw out that would easily uh, hit another top 25 and not help you at all. Cats, because there's a cat in the hat. I don't know. It is not Cats, and Cats is not in the top 25. MacGruber. MacGruber is a good movie, and it is not in the top 25. Never seen it. (laughs) It is a well-received movie. Okay. The year, funnily enough, is 2019, which is about the year Cats came out. (laughs) Yeah. Is it Paddington? I mean, it's not Paddington 2, but is Paddington 2 on the list? I can't answer that unless you uh, formally guess it. I'm just formally guessing it so we can (laughs) move along. I just want to know if it's on the list. Well, Joe. Paddington 2. Okay. Because if you've shifted the phone a friend, then he has to actually oh, finalize oh, yeah. your answer. I, yeah. and I imbue him with my, my friend. My friend has made Paddington the, 2. My friend uh, has made the Paddington guess. 2 is not in the top 25. Okay, well, it's not about bears. The Wee Bear Bears movie. No. So do I give it the year right. now? The Bear you give the year? You already yeah, gave 2019. The year. 2019. Wait, so then is I should. He just throw two guesses before I give the other films. You're messing me up, I, Joe. You didn't let me help you more. <laughs> Well, can I can I be the phone the friend that because I think I know what it is. Okay, well, can I say what the next film is? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Simpsons movie. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Ring a ding ding, phoning a friend. Oh, uh, what up? Hey, I think this game you're playing. You should say I think it's the Queen's Corgi. The Queen's Corgi. Mark is correct. I did watch the Queen's Corgi the day the Queen died. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the Queen's Corgi is? 
No. <laughs> no oh, man. You should do this for Hot Trash. All right. It's on Amazon Prime. It was a rough watch. No pun intended. Just kidding. Pun was intended. I will read. So the tagline for the movie is, For dog's sake. This is the tag. This is what it's about. Since his arrival at Buckingham Palace, Rex lives a life of luxury. Top dog, he has superseded his three fellow corgis in Her Majesty's heart. His arrogance can be quite irritating. When he causes a diplomatic incident during an official dinner with the President of the United States, Donald Trump, he falls in disgrace. Betrayed by one of his peers, Rex becomes a stray dog in the streets of London. How can he redeem himself? In love, he will find the resources to surpass himself in the face of great danger. The letterboxed average for this film, somewhere in the last one is 3.2. This goes all the way down to 1.8. <laughs> I didn't know if you... This was the one I did. I thought you would have known where the crawdads sing from the trailer. This is one I'm like, I don't know if you know this one. But this mm-hmm. is a really bad movie. <laughs> this is All right. You ready for your last round? Of course. All right. Let's see if you redeem yourself. Your five films are Moulin Rouge, The Greatest Showman, Singing in the Rain, Chorus Line, Chicago. Um, Elvis. No, it is not Elvis. Elvis mm. is not in the top 25. Oh, Another wow. guess, please. Uh, Les Mis. Les Mis is in the top 25, but it is not Les Mis. Okay, so it's a musical. <laughs> yeah. Your, your year is 2019. Cats. It is Cats! Yeah. Cats! <laughs> <laughs> I had to remove uh, Cats from the uh, top 25. Yeah. Uh, like the original pro shot version of Cats. Uh, the next two films you would have got would have been La La Land and Mamma Mia. Those are the most related really to cats. <laughs> I made Mark watch cats when I visited him. Oh, I've seen time. it twice. I've That was my third time. I love cats. It's great. That is the right response. Is, well, I guess. I'm, I, I refuse to argue. <laughs> But yeah, those were the uh, three worst movies I saw last month. Two really bad ones. Oh, you want to know the cat's averages? Out of curiosity. Oh, sure. I, it's got to yeah. be like a two, right? It's a 1.4. Yeah, no, it's lower right. than a 1.8. It's one that honestly yeah. seems unfair. Having seen it now, I can't imagine that it's worse than the Queen's Corgi. 30% of its reviews are half stars. That movie was a trip in the theater. I I was like melting into my seat of going I've seen into it twice insanity. In but once was Why? at a Rowdy screening. I saw it at a Rowdy screening, so that time oh. it was more worth it. Okay, yeah. If you're curious, um, Queen's Court has less of a half-star review, but it actually looks to be more... So it looks like with Cats that it's pretty concentrated in the half-star and one-star reviews, okay? Like, if you add those two together, you get over 50% of the reviews locked. Yeah, I imagine Cats has more reviews, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but for Queen's Corgi, it's pretty spread out between half star and two stars. Although, honestly, if you saw Queen's Corgi, you'd definitely be like, how can anyone be like kind to this film on any level? Like, how can anyone be nice to this? <laughs> but yeah, so all three of those movies, bad. With the exception, I guess, of Where the Crawdads Sing, which is just mediocre. Um, and only one of them you've covered on your podcast. You missed yeah. the Queen's Corgi. Well, streaming streaming uh, kind of killed a lot of momentum in that podcast during the pandemic. So we don't, well, we, don't uh, we try not well, to go there anymore. 
that's the letterbox game this week join All us next right. week when mark and i switch um, our games or do we that's not next week i lied cut that out mark join us next week when i don't know i just do the 100 million groceries of sarah <laughs> I don't know what we're doing next week. Okay, so my game this week is the game of lists. I go online, I find a list of movies, and then I ask you questions about them. I give you whatever hints I want, and you just, this is trivia. Hang out, have fun. And I want to play this one competitively. Okay. <laughs> we don't I get a choice. Should... We don't get No, 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 you don't. <laughs> you don't. Um, we're talking today about a show that was adapted from a Disney Pixar animated film, Danny, you kind of gave me this idea this morning. We're going to talk about the list of animated spin-offs from Disney animated movies. And I want to be very specific about that. There's a lot that of those. That is important. This, well, okay. there are actually 65 of them. Oh, just as many episodes what? as yeah, show Yeah, I was say, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird... I mean, that's that's the number of ones on the fandom wiki which includes upcoming ones oh, okay. i hate I, there is no good journalism on this subject unsurprisingly I, i'm surprised you didn't just look up list of shows broadcast on disney channel and just made your own list. not all of them would have been on disney channel some of them you're right some the of abc family you don't know how easy this game would be if i just looked up list of movies but I feel like it is a waste of the public's time to talk about Screen Rant's list of the best Disney uh, TV adaptations. Yeah. I just, I, I have no, I hope this is kind of like fun and brain exciting and that's just this like better be fun. shoveling this garbage. This fun, I'm suing you. All right. Prepare to have fun, everyone. Oh, or else. So I'm ready. I'm going to ask you three questions so one of you can win. All right. Is it who buzzes first, in first? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you get the same, if you do the same answer, but I, I'd say it's kind of like whoever gets the first right answer. All right. Yeah. And they can talk about it. Or Leland Stitch the series. All right. So, first question. <laughs> so funny if that was the answer. Go on. <laughs> so, it's, so, first question is which show, of all, of all these uh, animated adaptations, which show was the first to be adapted from a feature. Um, Beep. I think it's the Jungle Book Tailspin. That's probably it. I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh, uh, Aladdin. That might predate it. It'll be really oh, funny if it's Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh yeah, that had a TV show too. Oh yes, they all they all did. I mean most of them did. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> figure out enough to like ask the question of which one didn't. But Tailspin is actually a good guess. Um fun fact about the Little Mermaid, it is incorrectly often called the first adaptation of a TV show. This is a part of the thing that really annoyed me checking this out. But the first one was actually um The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Uh. That makes so much sense because we I feel like we think of Pooh more as like a short film. Yeah, television franchise, but it was a movie. Yeah. Well, it was a short film first, but then it was a movie, and then it was a show. So yeah, I don't know why people consider the Little Mermaid. It's like the Winnie the Pooh came out eighty uh, eight, I think, and Little Mermaid came out in ninety two. The shows did. Who was a good so, show? I had so many VHS I'm... tapes of that Pooh show. I should launch a <laughs> podcast that's just recapping the Pooh show on Disney Plus. You should. It would be sixty five. No, 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 it wouldn't. Sixty five um, weeks long. Oh, I actually knew how many it had. 
but that that's not important. That was one of my favorite projects I did my summer of uh, college, like after college, is because Christopher Robin was coming out. I rewatched every theatrical Pooh movie so I could have its opinions on them. And you know, most of them are pretty solid. I imagine yeah, man. it's kind of all the same, right? Well, Tigger movie is like rips your heart out and steps on it yeah. multiple times. Um, same with actually uh, Search for Christopher Robin, which isn't theatrical release, but I watched that one anyway. And then, yeah, Piglet's big movie, Hufflepuff movie, and the 2011 all kind of blurred together. And, of course, the first one's fantastic because it's the first one. Um, but, yeah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I don't mean to hijack the poo. It's all about <laughs> creating, those, creating those links with the child memories. <laughs> all right. Which show adaptation had the most episodes? It's a trick question. They all had sixty-five episodes. No, no. Some <laughs> no, of the there's recent a, there's ones. actually a, there were actually a few of them that got over that number. An I don't adaption? know why that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I of think these some of the recent ones but would have been extended because that was a Michael Eisner rule. So I'm sure it was followed sometimes, but like you can see how many movies in the '90s um, went over this rule. That I'm list is its own thing. I'm still gonna go with my gut if it's a recent thing. Can I buzz in? Dare you? Buzz, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. That's no. my guess. The Rapunzel show. Good I'm guess, trying to though. think of because I'm I know like not many of those could break that rule. Like Kim Possible did, but that was original. Uh Lilo I know and Lilo Stitch. Stitch did I was about to tell you, I know Lilo and Stitch did not. Oh. <laughs> like factually speaking, because I, I I one of my you know how you're on the internet as a child and you come across like TV.com? I remember coming across nope. this site. That was terrifying. That I don't even remember what it was called, but I remember being like, "Save Disney, stop Michael Eisner's tyrannical sixty-five episode rule." Leon Stitch, the series is about to be canceled. They had I'll, like three hundred ninety-something aliens to find. It was perfect. I'll, I'll get into that later. The sixty-five episode rule, because let me tell you, the canceling of Buzz Lightyear Star Command was a traumatic experience in my childhood. <laughs> and we need to talk about it when we talk about this movie. <laughs> but cool. Okay, so not Lilo and Stitch. Well, that was yeah, my guess. I, I will save you from... Oh, you're, okay, you're going to guess. I'll, I'll commit to it. I don't know what else to okay. do. Well, the answer was actually Aladdin. Which oh, had wait, really? 86 episodes. Yeah, well, Aladdin came out... I don't really know why, but it came out from 94 to 96. So it's a possibility that this was kind of like in the earlier days of this depending on how old we all are so i think like Pooh actually uh, i for, don't have the number in front of me but Pooh had no 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 Pooh had 50 episodes now i finally remember never mind aladdin had 86 for some reason and that is the most for any mm. adaptation i think impossible yeah. hit 100 off the top of my head i think impossible yeah, it, actually did it hit got 100. like an extra two seasons well you want me to are there any do you want to what is the lo- what is the most episodes that one of these Disney Channel animated shows has ever had, regardless of whether it was adapted or not? I'm gonna go okay. with. Wait, can mm. I ask? Is this a trick question? And you're gonna say it's Ducktales because you're combining the revival with the original? That's different. That's two different <laughs> shows, though. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. No. Okay. Just I just one wanted show. to be sure about. It. I was like, you're not tricking me with Ducktales. Yeah, I'm not are like you? every Pooh product, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Or like every Muppet iteration. Okay. Which isn't technically good. I'll let Joe guess first on this one because I have a gut feeling. Don't price is right me. No, I've no I, I have the show in my mind, and if you don't guess it, I will. Uh we're just guessing the number, right? Guess guess the name of the show that had the most episodes. I'll go with Kim Possible. Um 
Yeah, because that was that was the big bring him back from the dead. I think it's Phineas and Ferb. Oh, because we're talking yep. total show. I think it's Phineas. Famously, and Ferb. Kim Possible was beaten by the winner Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Yep. Famously, yes, we were all we were all well, famous, to see if it could I don't know. Do famously, it. it's like famously to me reading about this on the fandom wiki today, and double and cross. Wait, so this. it was right. the Christmas episode that pushed it over? That's kind of cool. I think it actually beat it by about ten or so. Kim Possible didn't there even hit a hundred. I don't think. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, wait, wait. Well, I guess you'd have to look it up. Is it actually episode half hour episodes of Phineas and Ferb, or are they like counting segment wise? This is how many episodes it had. You know what no, I mean? No, it's half hour oh. episodes. Okay. They made they made sure to count like this is it one in the, the half hour category yeah. or whatever. Got it. Okay, special bonus question because that wasn't supposed to be the one. What show of these adaptations? Uh, this is kind of a dumb question. Which show also is the only one, to my knowledge, that took the characters from the films and adapted them into original Chinese and Japanese productions? That was Lilo and oh. Stitch. Yeah, because Lilo and Stitch had an anime. It had an anime. Yeah. Correct. Finally, Leo and I wanted to bring it home with Lilo and Stitch finally yeah. being the answer. I, I was yes. thinking your Lilo and Stitch question was going to be about which one of these met over cartoon, which one of these had crossover episodes. Lilo and Stitch. Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch is also the end. The Lilo and right, Stitch crossover episodes were so weird. They didn't... You all did very well. Mark, what? I'm talk about the Lilo and Stitch crossover episodes. <laughs> Do <laughs> it. It were weird because, you know, I think the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was first, and you know, in that, they're God, very that was careful. Disturbing. To, but, like, they adapt the look of the characters. Yeah. In the the Leo and Stitch crossover episode, they literally just, we're just going to throw the same yeah. character models Crowd in there. It's going to look really weird. <laughs> I was, Well, I remember American Dragon. Like, yeah, that was the other Jake one. Jake has totally different eyes. And also, Recess crossed over with them. Oh, that would have been a good question, too. A bonus question. Which is the only one these to get a theatrical movie? I'm pretty sure Recess is the only one to get a theatrical movie. Maybe. I mean, you kind of Oh, going the no. Way. You know what else did? Hey Arnold, which is a Nickelodeon product. Never mind. Yeah. You know what else did? I actually <laughs> I do remember. I've myself. I remember another one. I remember another one. Can you guys remember the other one? It is an obscure cartoon. It lasted only a season, but it inexplicably got a theatrical movie. I wrote a paper on it in college about oh, well, trans that, that narratives in uh, cartoons. And I compared it to the Fairly Odd Parents episode where Timmy wishes he was a girl. It's a it's a Disney show? Yeah. I don't know. To be clear, it's not like about trans people at all. It's no, I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. <laughs> to be clear, in the paper in which I argue it is about trans issues, it is not actually about <laughs> trans issues. I mean, I feel like watching the movie with the idea you're going into it with like Danny told me this had to do with trans issues, and it's impossible not to see how it's, it's a very problematic one. film. Uh I don't know. Tell me. It's uh do you guys remember the story about the dog who wanted to be a boy teacher's pet? Oh, that did season. have a movie. Was I, it theatrical, really? That. It was theatrical because, oh my God, story time with Danny. There's going to be a lot of them today because we're finally Doug? reaching the time where Danny. Okay, that's true, but Doug was a Nickelodeon film first. And I actually, did th- was Doug movies theatrical? Doug was I'm, a Nickelodeon show I first. I wouldn't have been alive when it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was like two when it was in theaters, if it was. But what I was going to say about Teacher's Pet is that Teacher's Pet is... um. <laughs> this is actually one of my go-to childhood. Like one of my big memories in childhood is uh came out in second grade. I really wanted to see it. I remember the trailer terrified me in yeah. front of Looney Tunes back in action. No, I watched the cartoon, so I knew what it was, but it was like because in that movie he like meets a mad scientist who's evil, and it's like scary because the show is like okay, it's about a dog who talks, but it's still like very grounded slice of life stories. But that's like, now we're meeting a mad scientist that can actually turn you into a human. 
But um, I remember I asked someone on the playground who I had a crush on, can we go see the movie together? And we did. And I was like, oh, that was like, and I was really like, I remember, <laughs> you know, Marco, I made it. This, no, 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 you're not, Mark knows. I actually might have mentioned this in one of the Elias episodes you edited too. But Mark, do you remember in the last few weeks where we've talked about like what we quote as a child and how it like just comes? I remember yeah. saying to my mom when I had this this movie plan to go see with a friend who was female in second grade. I, I was like, I quoted Spider Man, and I was like, "Honey, is that an angel?" Like you know, yeah, you I did cried tell like a story. baby when you were in Cinderella. <laughs> like I remember saying that to my mom. My mom was like, "Danny, what are you talking about?" <laughs> But anyway, uh, we went to the movie, and two days later, she said she was getting a divorce from me on the playground. Oh, so dang. It did not work out. That's rough, She was buddy. getting a divorce from you? Yeah, and actually, the real it's not really a punchline. It's just like a funny, natural development to the story, like 12 years later, is I moved away from that school after that year, but inexplicably, I moved, I moved over a couple towns, and it turned out she did too, and we ran into each other, like, my junior year and her senior year. But by then she had found herself and it was like happily dating another girl in Indiana. What a what a great setup for a, a rom-com there. That would be a tight 90 minutes. You like rediscovering this person and then finding out that she's dating another woman. And then that song by Weezer plays at the end. I was going to say, is this just like the remake of Chasing Amy for the modern day that we don't need? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. This was a movie. Never mind. <laughs> All right, um, Joe, we have questions for you. I think okay. we're ready to move on. Can I make All that right. unilateral decision? Do it. Joe, tell us how you first encountered Pixar. Oh, man. That's probably... I really couldn't even tell you what my first encounter was. Like, I grew up on the Disney stuff. Like, it was just Disney and Pixar. I'm all-encompassing it. Uh but no, yeah, okay. that was that, that's what I that's just what I watched all day when I was a, a wee lad. All right. What would you say was your favorite than Pixar movie as a kid? Because you got you to do a little more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little more. Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 leading into so you can ask the question. So it feels more oh, natural. Of course, of course. Of yeah, course yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't take yeah, my yeah, cue. Yeah, Thank um, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. It, it's changed a lot. A lot of my uh, like letterbox lists of nowadays will be like, Ah, here's the movies I like, and then a vast list of uh, um, stuff I haven't. I'm just completely ambivalent towards, and then the bad stuff. But it's definitely the Toy Story stuff that still reigns at the top, and always did. I was a. I had so many Toy Story toys, so much Buzz Lightyear stuff. I was Andy. I wanted Buzz Lightyear everything. So you're telling me that in 1995 you went to go to a movie. And during that movie, it opened with a title card that said, in 1995. I wasn't even a thought at that point, but I could have been. Maybe change it to like 2001, and then we might be a little more on to what I would have been going to the, to the I'm theaters. I'm referring to oh, no, I know. 2022, I know. which... I'm aware. But you've seen it, right? Because there's oh, yeah, no way I've it's not going to come... Okay, okay. Just, it's definitely going to come up on this episode. It cannot come up. <laughs> um... Okay, well then, what do you think of when you think of Pixar? Like when you see like a trailer for like let's say not Lightyear, but let's say like the the trailer for the next Pixar movie comes out, and you see that Pixar logo. What do you think? Ambivalence. <laughs> <laughs> I've see. I don't want to say I've outgrown it because I feel like that's uh, I feel like that's like doing a disservice because I, I don't think like you 
I, I watch a bunch of cartoons even as an adult and stuff. So it's not like I've outgrown cartoons or anything, but I think it's like a combination of like retreading kind of the same ground and the message isn't as much for me. And also a little bit of like, ah, maybe the touch has been lost a little bit. I haven't seen every Pixar movie in the past couple of years, but I've seen I've seen a lot and they, none of them do it for me anymore. So this is, this is the part of the show. The only time I promise I will attack you. OK, I might attack you like during the actual <laughs> segment about Buzz Lightyear. But uh, this is whenever people say because this has happened before, too. You're not our first guest to say you think they've lost the touch. But I always say that last time I said I'll say the same thing. Have you seen Soul, Luca or Turning Red? Uh two of those movies i feel like i would absolutely despise soul i'm kind of interested in but I, I i have ambivalence i have no desire to seek it out i think it's interesting you think you would despise luca but it looks really boring you think you despise turning red i like i think turning red is surprising turning red is for girls no i'm kidding i really hate the modern <laughs> art style of a lot of these movies that's another big turnoff for me i don't like the the big like uh roundness and like big big eyeballs that all these movies have now you know i get that but i think that's super interesting for you to have that opinion because i feel like a lot of people prior to luca and not turning around, turning around all, all that backlash on social media before it came out but i think prior to luca a lot of people were like with soul it's like can pixar just stop making these photorealistic films and like go back to animating so i think it's yeah that you're I, like nah i do go back to the photorealism i saw something i saw one other movies recently trying to remember what it was no 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 no. it was it was was an older one um like older than that but newer than like past good dinosaur because that was another one where it was like oh man this cg is great i don't understand why sequels then right it was like toy story 4 or like incredibles i haven't seen toy story 4 i've seen incredibles 2 but i was i saw that when it came out um you finally watch coco after i bullied you on letterboxd about it i'm gonna watch that at some point again i haven't been (laughs) that's that's the only one i'm like actually looking forward to that i actually want to see i just i i don't have i'm very bad about like sitting down and watching a movie uh oh frozen frozen 2 where i was like man this looks good but that's not Pixar. Never mind. I've yeah, been I was going to be like, saying. excuse me? Don't you <laughs> dare put that name it, on their brother. It was another thing where it's like, oh, the environments look great. I, I don't care, though. I wish it had I, like an actual style. I, I Well, I was going to say, if you, uh, I thought Frozen 2 was so bad. <laughs> I thought Frozen 2 was bad. Oh, I did too. I didn't like either of them. I'd seen, I saw uh, the first two back. I saw them both back to back after never seeing them and didn't like them. Yeah, Frozen. I think Frozen 1 is solid for kids. Which is pretty yeah, damning yeah. with faint praise for from Danny. And then I think Frozen 2 is bad, period. <laughs> Just bad. <laughs> I don't see I what kids Frozen enjoy 2. out of it either. What? I haven't seen Frozen 2. Well, I'm just chiming in. That will be our April Fool's episode. No, I'm kidding. It can't be. If we say it's our April Fool's episode, it can't be. We have more April episode. Fool's ideas than we have episodes of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for April Fool's episode. Although, will we do one? All right. We don't it'll know. come. <laughs> we don't do you want me to intro the movie? Do yeah. it. It's time for a detour! Last time on Looking for the Ocean, we watched a short film titled For the Birds. However, For the Birds famously was connected, was attached to Monsters, Inc. But we're not talking about Monsters, Inc. today, because For the Birds premiered at a festival in 2000. And in between the festival premiere of For the Birds... And the release of Monsters, Inc. was released on directed video was <gasps> Buzz Lightyear Star Command The Adventure Begins starring Tim Allen. Da, 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 da. 
a pilot movie for the upcoming Buzz Lightyear TV show, which, might I say, was not yet advertised when it, because I remember it said on the VHS, and I'll get into all this later, on the VHS it said, stay after the credits for a special announcement for, uh, about Buzz Lightyear. So I was like, <gasps> and then I stayed for the credits, and sure enough it was like, a TV show coming to Disney Channel and ABC Kids. And I was like, what? <laughs> but yes. Buzz Lightyear Star Command Adventure Again, starring Tim Allen, is the pilot movie for the Buzz Lightyear Star Command TV show. It seeks to give an origin story, not for Buzz Lightyear himself, but for the team that he would have within the show. So that way kids would understand just what who these other characters were that were not Andy's toys that would be involved in the show. The film infamously includes also, and I say, I'll explain why I say infamously as soon as I finish the sentence. The film infamously includes also the LGMs from Toy Story. Famously, recently... Angus McLean, director of Lightyear 2022, said, My film does not feature the LGM because they are mascots for Pizza Planet. They were featured in the, the t- classic television series because it was cross-promotion for Pizza Planet. I think no one in their mind needs to explain it that much. They are aliens in the world of Toy Story. It makes sense they are here. You know, it's not a bad, like, headcanon. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, that's a fine reason, but... Also, we like, don't need it, word of God. About yeah, it. I don't. I don't need it. Yeah. God the forbid show. we put creatures in the space movie <laughs> with Buzz Lightyear. Um, according to Wikipedia, this film is also known as Buzz Lightyear Star Command: The Movie and just Buzz Lightyear Star Command. The show only ran from October 2000 to January 2001. At least new episodes. I can guarantee you that is not how long it aired on ABC Kids or ABC Family, because I know exactly when it went off the air. The creators oh. of this show went on to make. A show we've already talked about on this, which is Kim Possible. This is the show they had their training ground. Really? On. Yes. The yeah, shows... man. Yeah. I thought that's why you were bringing it up, actually. No. <laughs> partly because of the episode list. But yeah, they did that too. Yeah, they created Kim Possible and they produced the Penguins of Madagascar show. Uh, and I think uh, actually, yeah. yeah, it looks like they did recently, their last recent show they did was the Big Hero 6 show that they had on Disney Channel. Yeah. So they just keep making these action cartoons for Disney Channel. Um, I don't know if they did anything prior to Buzz, but I have to imagine Buzz was their first thing. I will check really quick. I think that is true. It looks like they produced the Captain Planet. and Oh, actually, these guys wrote uh, Return of Jafar and the King of Thieves and Simba's Bride. Yeah. So a little more background on that, and this comes from a few of us. We watched the Defunct Land episode about this, but it was like... They wanted to do the Buzz Lightyear TV show, and then it was in production, and then they decided they'd push up Toy Story 2, so that would get released first, to not confuse people, and then the the Buzz Lightyear show was originally not going to have this movie pilot, but they decided to make the movie to be the pilot for the TV show by combining a few storylines, and that's how we get the Buzz Lightyear movie, is... Um, promotion after Toy Story 2. Yeah, it almost came out beforehand, and Zerg was shown in this before he was in Toy Story 2. Yeah. Now, what I will also say is this show won an Emmy for Best Sound Editing. <laughs> really? Uh, a daytime Emmy, of course. Um, it lasted... Is it 60? No, it only lasted 60... Oh, it did last 65 episodes, because according to Wikipedia... It lasted 62, plus the pilot movie that would yes. be aired as three episodes. As three episodes, yeah. So, yes, it was a 65-episode show. 
The film was nominated for two video premiere awards, which I guess was something that direct-to-video films got. It was nominated for Best Animated Video Premiere and Best Animated Character Performance for, of course, Tim Allen with his title. Of course, because his name is in the title. <laughs> I won't refer to it as the full title. Plus, like, here's Dark Man, The Adventure Begins, starring Tim Allen. But yes. Um, but I don't think he did it originally. Nope. I believe he came it was in done after. by Patrick Warburton... I, it's, I think what happened is that Patrick Warburton like recorded those episodes and then well, they yeah, got Tim Allen. Well, yeah, because on TV, it'd be weird if it re like they, you know. Well, yeah, I just mean you know something to keep in mind. Patrick Warburton, who also voiced the LGMs, was the original voice of Buzz. He doesn't sound at all right. like himself, like in terms of like pitch as Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. All right, so. That is the historic background for Buzz Lightyear's Dark Man the Adventure Begins starring Tim Allen. Now, to reference something about the movie Luca, which is all-encompassing if you haven't seen Luca, is that I said on this podcast during our Toy Story 2 episode, because I just listened to it back, um, that Luca is ultimately about the things you experience first with someone else, like the first thing at Gelada. The reason I say this is because Buzz Lightyear Star Command, The Adventure Begins starring Tim Allen, is the first thing I ever owned that I bought with my own money. I saved up my allowance for weeks because I knew the VHS was coming out. I had the $25 because that's how much VHS came to us. I had the date. I knew the date it was coming out because I had the Disney Adventure magazines at the library and they were all advertising it. And the day it came out, I was like, Mom, I have the money. I need to go buzz up by Buzz Lightyear Star Command Adventure against Dark Tamala. And the reason I keep saying the full title like that is because that is how I always refer to the movie as a child. Is it always had the Star Tamala at the end of it because that is what is on the cover of the VHS tape. Uh... So yes, I went out and bought Buzz Lightyear Star Command Adventure Begins starring Tim Allen. First day it came out, I was so hyped for it, it did not let me down. As I said, I stayed through the credits when it was done. I was so excited. I loved Buzz. I loved this movie. Do I still love this movie? Eh. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, I think it's definitely better from the light year. Uh, it's one of those films, I actually was texting Mark about this, is that you know, Toy Story 1 and 2, I watched so much as a child. The difference is I think you can get way more out of this as an adult. This is very much just, this is a kid's movie. It's a kid's show. It's so fun. It's got some funny jokes in there for adults, but it's definitely not designed for you to get much out of it other than, uh, eh, that was fun. That, that earned to my kid for an hour. So, uh, but yeah, that is, it was a very, very big deal to me. This is the first thing I ever bought as a kid for myself. And, uh, yeah. So when I was 2002, summer in 2002, we went to Disneyland as a family. I was seven. A big memory is came home from the trip. We went to the library with my mom. She's driving us there and she starts talking about how she wants to buy us a notebook so we can write down all of our memories because we're not going to remember it. And I remember being like, I mean, of course I remember Disneyland, mom. And I don't remember anything about that trip. So my mom was crying. I remember being told I'm not going to remember it. And sure enough, she was right. Uh, she cursed but the- you. But the other, the one thing I do remember about the trip, of course, is meeting Buzz Lightyear. Because that was a huge deal. And my mom and my parents knew. My mom and my dad knew it was a huge deal. Probably honestly more my dad. I should give credit to my dad because my dad always planned the vacations. I just, and I already gave a story to my mom. So my dad books us a lunch 
at like the Buzz show they have in Tomorrowland at the time. I should look up what the name of the show is, but eh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to find an archive bootleg of it whenever we do our theme park episode, um, and it will just give me PTSD. But you know, at the beginning of the show, the Space Ranger helpers come out. It's not even really a show. It's just Buzz, you know, comes out uh, after like the audience hypers, like you know, hype up the audience. As they do. And then Buzz comes out, shoots a bad guy, and it's like, all right, come up and take pictures of Buzz. You know, like that type of thing. I remember these hypers coming out, and they go, all right, raise your hand if you've seen Toy Story 1. I raise my hand. Raise your hand if you've seen Toy Story 2. I raise my hand, of course. Raise your hand if you've seen Toy Story 3. Now, me in my head think, obviously, they must be talking about Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, Adventure Against starring Tim Allen, because that is the only third Toy Story movie that exists. So I raise my hand. You know what they say to me? They Point say, and laugh at this dumb kid. <laughs> they they do. They go, Toy Story 3 is not out. We tricked you guys. But who's seen the Buzz Lightyear movie? And I was like, no, no, no. And I was so embarrassed that I got it wrong in front of my hero Buzz. It was a big. You remember that, too. He was like, I'm never going to think about this dumb kid ever again. <laughs> well, I, the more reason I remember my I must have been embarrassed by it is because the one thing I do have is this photo of me there. <laughs> Like meeting Buzz, and you can see my bro. No, you can see my two <laughs> brothers like up really close to Buzz, ready to meet him. I'm just like standing behind, really nervous that he's not gonna like me. <laughs> I was always terrified of the mascots. I, I'm ter- I, think all- I, I think Buzz was different, but I, I get what you're saying. I think my I parents would Buzz. always want pictures like of the kids <laughs> with him, and I was terrified of these guys. I, I was terrified of Buzz because of I, I was worried he wouldn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah oh it's buzz lightyear space ranger what a guy numbers. yeah i have so many like stories that can come out of this movie yeah i think it's it's hard for me to pin down one story it's more like i watched this movie along with ts2 and bugs life kind of in that same amount of time when i was just over at my grandparents house watching movies and eating pasta so i i don't think it would be I don't think you'd get much for me going through like every time I was playing with my friends and reenacting scenes from this, but those are my stories from this movie anyway, like experiencing as a, it as a kid. Yeah, it was it was a movie I rewatched. I probably rewatched this as much as the other Toy Story movies that are out. I yeah, love yeah. I love this flick. I like I said before, I had so many of the toys. When uh, XR does the XR gun thing and he like comes out with all those rockets, I had that toy that I took apart and put back together so many times. I, I did lo- have I a very it. lucrative toy line for this film. Oh yeah, <laughs> it got me or it got show, my parents yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I had. I feel I don't know. I had a buzz, but I really can't remember if it was me or if it was other people that I knew that had the. I don't like other characters. I had yeah, a very angry ever- booster. I don't think I ever bought the other characters, and I'm sure because this was 2000, they didn't really make many of Mira. I didn't uh, have a Mira toy, so <laughs> they probably didn't make any because they're like girls don't buy toys and boys don't want girl toys, um, which is always because I remember, you know, even up to like 2008, there was like no Toph toys from Avatar, which was like insane. Uh, but like, I think I only had the Buzz ship from this thing and mm-hmm. my other buzz toys and i did have like a buzz toy that was because you could get you know the toy story buzz toys that are designed like, and they the look toy different buzz. yeah they're buttons and then you could get like the actual action figures that are from the show yeah that are like the wings are don't really bend as much the arms are more like stiff but yeah 
A better realistic bus design than 2022, but I'm sure we don't want to get into 22 quite yet. Cause you know, you know what I did have. Hmm. I had the Buzz Lightyear cereal. Ah, yes, I did too. The Buzz cereal. Another thing, and we're at that we're at that age now where a lot of these movies we can put them in our mouths. So another episode. <laughs> That's an ongoing, running gag in this show. Is I'll just how laugh. Do we, how do we put this this thing in our mouth? <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll leave it by the time we get to like 2005 or something. But I, I knew I, I was so. like, oh, this is giving me a sense memory. So we got that as well. I feel like a lot of these things. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I teeth some like that Buzz Lightyear ship. Probably put that in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I had to look up the picture to make sure it was real, but it was. So, what do you guys think of the film today? Because I kind of said that already. Like, in relation to how I thought of it, or just uh, oh, just in general? Because like, I was like, I don't think this is that great anymore. I think oh. it's, I think I, I, I it does its job. I was know? I was surprised at how much I was like, oh, this holds up. I'm having a fun old time the entire way through, and. Yeah, me Every, too, everything's way longer when you're a kid. So like the fact that it was only 70 it minutes, I'm like, really quick, I'm yeah. like, cool. Like that, that, that only adds to it. It doesn't, it doesn't drag at any point. Yeah. yeah. I, I did kind of check out around, around like, I don't know, maybe the third quarter because that's when Buzz is like captured. Yeah. And we kind of know everything about everyone. We're just kind of waiting for it to all get resolved and mm -hmm. they have to come back. And I don't really care that these guys, like, get recognized by Buzz. Maybe that was a bigger deal. I don't know. I really remember, and I felt strongly, again, this this watch about the first half, especially. And, I don't know. After after that, it was a little like, eh. What, what shocked me when I was rewatching really it, and I, again, I should, I was texting Mark during this, and I really shouldn't be, because, you know, when you text someone you're going to do a podcast with, you kind of make all your points already, and you go like, well, I texted you about this on the podcast, and mm -hmm. I was like, well, I wasn't there, and everyone gets annoyed, and now Danny's over explaining it, and it's a funny bit, hopefully. I don't get annoyed um, about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm livid. Well, this is a movie that I realize is very, like, influential in, in the same way that Toy Story is, but it's weirder that this, this is very influential on in how I kind of write. Uh, like, very specifically, Mark was just at, like, a um, workshop reading of a play I'm working on, and I texted him, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I, like, almost lifted, like, this conflict of, the princess has a name, right? And put it right in the middle of my play. <laughs> just to make my main character, like, have some, like, pushback. And I'm like, yeah. But like speaking of oh go on no I was just like yeah there's a lot of line readings of this just really stand out to me it's like oh yeah I remember it like you're not going out here about backup I'm sure this is a movie I would quote all the time incessantly as and Wayne Knight as Zerg yeah Wayne Knight and Patrick Warburton although he was recast as Buzz does get to still appear as the LGMs I watched both cuts so I got to experience Patrick Warburton. Wow, you really prepared for oh, that. Oh yeah, I was I was coming in with all of it. I was like, I know I can only make it for this once because it it's not even that the film is bad. It's just that I'm too familiar with it in a way. As I said, that's different than Toy Story one and two, where like this is a movie that like I would rewatch my favorite scenes over and mm -hmm. over again, my favorite segments. So like I know the entire structure of the film. It never surprises me when it cuts to something, which is really. It's also just so funny for me to talk about this in the way of like. And it, it is a film, but it'd be like, oh, the film. <laughs> like, you know? <Yeah. laughs> 
the pilot. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think it is very, my thing watching it was like, uh, this is very entertaining and it is such a, it's a very tight adventure story and I really admire that. It, and it is entertaining. I don't know. It's, I, it means a lot to me if a film can be quick and entertaining, which I think is something like not to do the comparative criticism thing, which you said you did not want to do. Well, okay, I think we, we should do it. Wanted... We should have a segment. We should have a segment in this episode. We're just like, all right, talking about like your 2022 in this. But go I'm on. I'm just sorry. saying this is a really fun adventure time. Yeah, Come I on, mean, friends. it's a like it's a direct to VHS or you know made for TV movie. So like it's already not going to have a huge runtime, but like. I'm of the mindset that like most movies nowadays overstay their welcome by like a large, large amount. So like any any time like I go to the movie and it's like an hour and a half, I'm like, cool. I'm I'm so happy with this. When I turn this on and I see that runtime, I'm like, I'm down. I'm gonna have a good time. This is kind of a tangent, but it's related to runtime. And I know it's kind of bad form to bring something onto a podcast that's not like worked out. And trying to work it out on air can be weird and hard to edit. <laughs> is this- but this I want to bring it in here. To what I have a rant I just did. This is a no, not you at all. I usually cut my is things when I do gonna... this. It's not a you thing. It's a me thing. But I have been talking with Danny about this, I think, and with Julia. It's just been, I don't know if it's a past episode, on my off mic thing. I have a thing where I'm like, if a movie is longer than three hours, I don't mind the runtime because it seems intentional. And yeah. if a movie is 90 minutes or around that amount usually like 90 minutes or less i'm like all right great this is intentional and they're intentional in different ways actually this came up because we were talking about the wakanda uh, forever runtime was wakanda nice. forever being two hours and 41 minutes oh, God. and i was like you know i, I think will defend I'll have it a good i time. think two hours and 41 I'll have a good time. but <laughs> I, what i was saying is that i think they're trying to like dollar 99 us when they could just like get it up to three hours if i mean the dollar 99 have would that be much a... content I don't want to be a. I don't want to be to the dollar ninety nine of superhero movies this year was the two hour and fifty six minute Batman movie. Jesus Christ! <laughs> don't even. I don't want to talk about. I don't even Which want to I get into that. Which I think earned it, but okay. Not everyone feels that way. Well, I no, but it's not, not a full a three hours. Is my Batman, point, but uh, it could be. I feel like Wakanda Forever for the record, because I don't have a Marvel podcast anymore, so I have to drop my Marvel takes <laughs> here. I think uh, one hundred and sixty one minutes is a totally appropriate runtime, but I wouldn't mind it being longer. I don't think it should be shorter, dude. Joe's giving a face, dude. <laughs> they have so much stuff they need to cover with this movie, considering that Chadwick Boseman passed away, and they also have a whole like story, a whole succession. They have to give each of these kids because now it's an ensemble film, and there's going to be know? a whole bunch of unf- unfunny stuff that they could easily cut to the floor and shorten you don't it. Know that we'll see, we'll see. No, I don't. But I'm uh, saying a- if it was three hours, then they would have like bits that they were so committed to that you couldn't cut it. Like they could have long jokes. Dude. That's what I, I'm saying I, about three hour movies. I hate, they I hate like- to be like pushing back on your point, which is pretty well made. But since we're talking MCU, I'll just say I saw the Spider-Man No Way Home extended cut, which does take up to like two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> and it is so rough. Like that scene where it's just the Spider-Man talking and then the movie and like, like who would have thought? The bri- that deleted scenes that were originally taken out of the movie, then added back in, were a detriment to the movie's pacing. It's literally just Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire riffing for an extra four minutes, repeating the same bits they've made, but less funny, about, like, the web shooters. And it's like, yeah. I wanted to see more of them, but I didn't want to see more of them like this. Like, and it's really weird, too, because, like, you know, okay, I mean, it makes sense. It's all just improv, but it's like, you'd think Tom Holland has more to say in this stuff. Or actually, the actual worst part of it is there's like an 11 minute montage. Okay, that 
I think there's 11 minutes of new footage period. So there's like a six minute montage. So half of the new footage is just a montage of Peter at school dealing with people knowing his identity. And it's like, everyone went to see this movie for this added montage. And it literally just feels like a short film that would be on the Blu-ray. It's like, yeah, here you go. Here's how the school reacted to Peter being Spider-Man. But it's like, nope, we're going to have to pause the momentum of this movie so we can get to that three hour runtime. I'll say, I think that's a very different conversation from what Mark's saying, but I don't know. I feel well, like... Well, I mean, we are talking about a movie that's 60 minutes long, mm-hmm. so it's like, it doesn't have a lot of breathing space, which I think you notice, but I also don't, I don't think you notice that this, it's pretty conventionally structured, and you don't notice that that goes by pretty quickly. It's just something that I've been, been thinking about a lot. I have a thing against, like, two and a half hour movies. It also does, um, it has... Sorry, it has to introduce three new characters to the mythos of Buzz. A lot, technically four, if you think about it, with uh, Warp Dark Matter also being thrown in as someone you have to introduce. Who would have thought he's the bad guy? That didn't blow my mind as a kid. I was like, what? How? (laughs) I I, I will say, yeah, watching it as an adult, I was like, wow, you like immediately know. I don't know. Like I'll, he, I'll, he I'll like gives a glare. At, he like he like smiles evilly when the surf base blows. That's up. the only. That's the only point where it's like, what's up? His but name like, is Warp Dark Matter. It's fine. It's just a. Well, that's just a space is, name. It's like he blows Dark up, and then the matter. next scene is Zerg getting a new henchman. villain guy. Yeah, a new henchman. He doesn't. He doesn't have like. It's not like he appears in a fight scene and that's like, who's that? And Zerg is like, all right, great work, my henchman. It's like you can see him building him. Yeah. Do you guys think George Lucas saw this movie and was like, that's how I want to build Darth Vader? (laughs) (laughs) I I want to do that in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he stole the the buzz no from the story. He should have had Papa go, ooh, the flame flow. (laughs) The only reason why it doesn't make, like, it really doesn't. The warp stuff doesn't work. I say the only reason. There's probably a billion good reasons you could come up with, but um, I he, if he's been on Zerg's payroll the entire time or stuff, he could have easily gotten bu- Buzz killed at that place. It makes ah, base explosion. Buzz was Do trying to else, save there. Like what I also him. thought was so. Oh, I thought when he said that in this, I was like, I just watched Infernal Affairs. This is just again. Martin Scorsese saw this and was like, that's the departed right there. Warp Dark Matter and Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I like Warp. He's fun. I'm c I do not He never actually I know tries he was... to kill Buzz, does he? That's nope. kind of his deal. He's like recurring on the show. And a part of me wishes like, you know, the show's on Disney Plus and I could be like, oh, let's do a nostalgia watch, but also it's like, eh, no, I have other stuff to watch. I don't even want to three episodes. No, yeah, no, it's not. That's what I'm I saying I wish it was on. Uh, cause Disney wants to erase this film's existence so that way the light year and the show's existed so the light year movie seems more novel. I heard, and we will cover this in three years cause technically the documentary is a Pixar related film that was released on Disney Plus, but in the documentary about the making of light year, they don't even mention this show exists. This, or movie exists. It's not even brought up, which is crazy the sh- because the, the show intro- has an old buzz, an old buzz plot line. Yeah, it does. And an evil buzz plot line. Also, I will say, the intro to this movie, that is Woody and Buzz and all of them, is directed by the guy who directed Lightyear. Really? Went on to direct Lightyear. Uh, he was alive? He's been in Pixar for a while. He actually directed the Wally short, um, Bernie, about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> about the robot Bernie. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
Yeah, he directed that. And might I say, uh, we've given a lot of attention to Jim Hanks on this podcast before, and a lot of attention to Wallace Shawn, but can we give a shout-out to Andrew Stanton's bizarrely pitch-perfect impression of Ham, of John Ratzenberger? It's pretty spot-on. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's not John Ratzenberger. They, they use archive audio of John Ratzenberger. No, it's Andrew Stanton. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah, it's also, I remember as a kid, actually, thinking it was really weird that Jesse didn't talk in this intro. I remember being like, why isn't Jesse saying anything? <laughs> but it's because Joan Kuzak, of course, does not uh, want to appear for this. Wallace Shawn being the only person to show up. Oh, and Arlie Ermey. The only two people to show up really checks out. Besides, of course, uh, starring Tim Allen. Wallace Shawn's got to do that work, man. I really can't wait. If we, we still haven't said we're going to do this or not. But if we ever cover the Kingdom Hearts... Video game levels with Wallace Shawn and John Ratzenberger going, uh, Sora, come on. <laughs> I can't wait. I've ever do that. I thought you wanted to get Wallace Shawn. I'm like, he's alive and nearby. <laughs> <laughs> we should have him on I am, I am like album. 80% positive I passed him one time in Central Park. Did you go? No fooling. Did you go, hey, Joker, <laughs> Joker right? right? <laughs> Joe's That's alive. an in-joke uh, about someone who ran into Zazzy Beats on a subway that I was taking. And they just said that to her. And she was like, yeah. And they were like, you were great. And it was a cool, <laughs> it was a pretty polite fan interaction. Just but just a very fun way to, like, greet someone. It is so funny to me to call her out for that and not Deadpool 2 if you're doing mainstream superhero stuff. Because she does nothing in joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um, we're talking about a buzz. What are we talking about the buzz? Are you talking about the victory against Karantu Mala? I think we, I don't know, uh, we're talking about, kind of, we're talking about structure a little bit right now. What's some yeah, can say about that? it's a pretty, like, you got that, you got that intro space mission scene, and then it's just introducing you to the rest of the cast, and then, and then it's straight to the finale. It, it really is super tight. I want to shout out, again, like, so much of this movie is, like, ingrained in my memory, and we're, and you, you already did it, Mark, for our intro music, but, like, the theme song for Buzz mm-hmm. is, like, that's more in my mind. I can hum that way more. And you, I, we complimented it in our Toy Story 2 episode, but I can hum that way more than Randy Newman's theme for Buzz. The do 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 But what I really, the reason I bring this up is one of the you moments that always like. You did the show theme. What? <laughs> you did you the didn't show even theme. do the Randy Newman theme. You did the show theme. That's my point. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, what I want to point out is that one of the moments that just, I feel like, it hasn't happened recently. But I feel like throughout my like childhood and life, it would just randomly pop in my head, which is the. Level 10. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, like giving a weird face. It's just I like. train on level, level nine. nine. <laughs> I wrote half of them. I know the protocols. I feel like that wasn't like something too recently. Someone talk about something. I'm going to add the. We, we got to talk about more about Lightyear. I'm sorry. We got we to gotta get into Lightyear 2022 at some point. Let's like have a full segment where it's just like, we'll kind of for 10 minutes. We're not going to go into it too much. But yeah. Well, who's everyone's favorite of the. Uh... Of the new Rangers of Team Lightyear. Good question. Excellent. That is a good question. I think, I just mean, now Now I think it's definitely Mira. It would not have been that when I was an, like, jerk child. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Probably I probably would have, like, been into Warp as a child. But now I'm much more into Mira. I like Mira. Like, I liked her in the TV show, too. I don't think I had the weird kidism of, like not liking the girls or whatever, but I thought I would hate XR now. I was like, going into this, I'm probably going to think XR is extremely unfunny. I, I like XR a lot. 
He has the jadedness mm-hmm. that I carry with me on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah. So this is the part where I say, uh, Mira would be my favorite character now. Sure. I feel like as a kid, I feel bad. Not also talking about Booster. Uh, Booster's very kid, boring in this movie. I think, uh, yeah, Booster is such a foil to Buzz. He doesn't really have a lot of his own thing going on. He's a foil on. to XR, too. But, yeah, um, well, scene by scene. I just mean, like, Booster is just, like, he just likes Buzz. That's really all mm-hmm. there is to it. He's the um, big guy. Before, I, well, I think XR sucks. <laughs> so I think XR reminds me of when I returned, you know, Treasure Planet. Great. Well, my little brother liked it more than me, but still liked it as a kid. Me, I still liked it as a kid. Uh, then I revisited it like in college. And I used to think, you know, the robot's the best character in Treasure Planet. Then you rewatch it like, oh, man, this robot ruins this entire thing. And that's not as bad with XR, but it's kind of how I feel about XR. Nah, like, I think I think he's still like an I mean, appropriate you're, you're, level of fun. The, yeah, I just, he's the I character. Feels like that, one like, of those characters where it's like it's winking to the adults watching. I'm see, like, I don't, if it I don't was it. if it was a character that existed in like a 2022 version of that movie, he'd be insufferable because he would be that kind of adult character. I and mean, this, he's he still in, existing in like the. Sh- yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he he'd be insufferable in a modern movie of this, but in this, he's still kind of living in the in the the movies world the only thing that i'm like okay that was a little like it's kind of funny because it's not too out of there but when he when booster's like acting like he's driving the ship and xr is like yeah yeah whatever he's reading victoria's circuit and that's the yeah, only was, like adult joke really i feel like there might be some other like quick dialogue bits that might because like i don't know to me the one stuff that got me actually really laughing on this watch wasn't any of the new characters but like Okay, maybe the brain in a jar, or like the Zerg's henchman in general. Oh, like, he's Zerg talking is, about it. Yeah, Zerg, that's what I was gonna say. Like that that sequence got me. Re- like only part of this movie where I actually laughed in this. He's like, I need a cost of living raise. <laughs> I mean, just like I, I don't actually care. And I'm like, yeah, Zerg's great in this. Like he literally just is, his plan is just I want to control everyone. I control everyone to just be like me, so I can walk around going, "Evil's great. It's yeah. so fun." <laughs> Also, can I just another moment that stood out to me on this watch is when Buzz like just moves the ship to the left a little, and Mira goes, "I didn't know a ship could move like that." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That seemed like it's a really a, basic maneuver. It's a super dramatic, like where he's like, Pyaw! like launches across the screen to do it. <laughs> but it's like, whoa! I'm like, okay, you don't need to sell me on the ship that hard to us. It's really funny that like Buzz, you know, we all joke about the Chris Evans tweet where it's like, I'm not, I'm not the toy, I'm the man the toy is based upon. So it's really interesting to see this thing that is like based, the Space Ranger that is based on the toy that is also supposed to be the Space Ranger that sells toys, but like, it, this does exist for a toy line is my point. Like, mm-hmm. this in the real world exists for a toy line, because there were booster toys, there were XR toys, there were all the ships. I think there might. I think that the only character I might have actually had besides Buzz was the captain or whatever you call it, the general, Captain Nebula. Yeah, Captain Nebula, uh, who is a great. I, I gotta say, uh, in a movie with a lot of really good character designs, I actually think his is my favorite because <laughs> of the peg leg that's just part of the robot suit. It's good. <laughs> it's, oh, and also I, I, I was like gonna say I like the LGMs. kind of like he's grumpy, but he's he's an. I don't know. I'm gonna say he's like a good boss, but like. He's grumpy, but he's fair. He's got respect for Buzz. I appreciate that. But he's that. still like, uh, you're, you're still, you're still not like a high-ranking officer. You gotta follow the rules, dude. Is it time for us to rip off the bandaid? 
I want to because I think now that we've talked about like how great the movie is. It, good. It really, I'm, still, it, it, I'm gonna clarify. I think it's good. I don't think it's great, but go on. Sorry. <laughs> well, really, because I just watched Lightyear like however a month or two ago. It just really sh- because these movies are are so alike. They basically want to do the same things in the real world, which is create a another character for Buzz and sell toys. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lightyear was supposed to start a TV show. I don't know if it's going to or like whatever, but like why on earth would you have all this nonsense in that movie if you why didn't you want those characters scenes? to go on adventures? <laughs> yeah, but like this movie just... I, I, I sound like such a YouTuber right now, but this movie shows you how to do everything right. A big <laughs> issue that I had with Lightyear was that they never explain why Buzz is the way he is and you just kind of have to accept that he has got he's risen through the ranks but he's like a very bad leader yeah well he's just he's just terrible he just does everything wrong in that movie but this movie starts with him losing his partner and that's an old trope but like it works and then it takes you to the same place where it's like i don't want to have a partner i don't want to trust people but you you know why and it's specific and just everything in this movie is it's it's all very cliched but it's it's specific and it works and i think in lightyear they like i don't know you know why maybe they didn't you know that show had him lose someone so we can't do that again but he but does to someone in the movie and it didn't matter at all to him they just like have they just avoided giving him any like motivation for why he was the way he was and I mean, it, it really frustrated me so it gave him no it i mean it, it was confusing because then like why do people respect him at all when like this buzz it's clear it's so clear over and over again how like they really like buzz but he just lost his partner and that that's messing up his whole life mm-hmm. and then the whole the whole this whole movie is all about it's very good. It's like Act One problem, solve problem. Act Three learns to trust people because they have to save him. Well, and yeah. Well, so that's that's my beef about Lightyear. It's just I, so the movie's so wishy washy. I think the key difference between this and Lightyear, well, there's a lot of big differences, but one of them is is that well, obviously Lightyear is a Pixar movie, and Lightyear Pixar's formula is that at some point, and we love Pixar here. We love the Pixar formula here. Joe might not, but we Mark too. <laughs> I know about we. Well, we like I'm here. Okay, we like the general okay. We I mean, like I'm, the I'm general here and I know attempt, what I do, but I, I don't know. We like the general attempt statements. using these movies to make us feel some form of emotion, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. This would be very smartly cuz it's designed to sell you on a TV show, not to make you feel anything. Does not even once attempt for anything emotional other than buzz like, you know, go like I work alone for now on. And it's like it's kind of dark, but it's also like oh, it's a trope, so it's okay. And it's got dark moments in it because you know Zerg takes over the galaxy at points, but it's like you know it's fun dark. Like it, it, it's like kid, it's like kid bad guy dark. Like ooh, mm-hmm. Housebug is gonna get out of this. Um, whereas Lightyear has the whole thing where it's like we're trying to have this major emotional resonance where we have a space ranger who's afraid of space, but she wants to do it because Buzz influenced her from centuries ago or whatever. Um, and I think the only thing emotional that works in Buzz is the romance that we only see through passing glimpses which is weirdly you know of course that's what the culture or like grasp onto I'm like this is literally the only like part of this movie where it's trying to follow the pixar formula that oddly works for me um my my thing here is though is this like 
Well, as we already said, the cast here, even if Booster is boring, Booster, I think, is more interesting than any side character introduced in the Lightyear movie besides what are, Socks. What are any of the names besides Socks of any of the other Rangers in Lightyear? That's I couldn't tell you. That's, nope, nope, that's not his name. That's the actor's name. There's Tyka and there's YTD. And then there was a third one. None of those guys are memorable. They have nothing to them besides I got. Like, okay, Booster fits into oh, Lightyear. Is full of, Lightyear is full of boosters. Not a lot of like <laughs> like any other characters. Yeah, because yeah, Taika is just a booster. And XR's Taika's everyone, basically. Uh, but Taika's an annoying version of it. And I love Taika. Um, but what I also was gonna say with that is like I think the thing that I think is interesting, and this is gonna sound like I'm the def- it's gonna make me sound like a YouTuber too, because I think in a world where Lightyear had a better script, Chris Evans is a fine pick. Because Chris Evans can be funny. He wasn't my problem with it. Yeah, he's not my problem. But my point is, in this movie, I think Tim Allen doesn't give a great performance, but he gives a performance that works for what this is. And it's not... Buzz isn't a funny character in this, really. Tim Allen's also fighting against a movie that was already done, and he's coming in after stuff's been written and recorded already. Patrick Warburton, that cut, he's doing so much worse. The line reads are like... it's If you do like a direct scene-by-scene comparison to some of them, oh my god, Tim Allen's making this work way better than Patrick Warburton did. It's bizarre. Wow. It's really weird. That is really weird. Can you can you go into more detail about that? Like just the way I don't because I, I like Patrick Warburton and stuff. I don't think he has like crazy range or anything. Great but LGM. I, yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's hilarious. He, well, he's hilarious at the as the LGMs. I think the LGMs are pretty funny in this. Yeah. But um no, it's like he sounds so with withstrained in in his cut of the movie where it's like maybe he didn't know how he was gonna read the character. Or like how he was gonna like maybe he got comfy with it late more uh later on, but in this he's like, Yeah, uh to infinity and beyond. Like not that questioningly, but it's like he doesn't quite have the gusto where you have Tim Allen who's like very comfortable with the character at this point. It's where even like it's not a script really developed around him, but he knows how to make it work to that character. From what I remember on the show, I thought Warburton well, I was a kid, you know, so I was just like, Buzz sounds like he has a cold. So I never, <laughs> I never like, knew whatever. there was a difference. I found out like four years ago where I was like, wait a minute, Patrick think, Warburton I was think, Buzz? I think I clocked it a bit, but it was also something that you're like, oh, no, but it's Buzz. It's the Buzz show. Yeah. And like the movie was starring Tim Allen. So this exactly. has to be him. Well, and I so saw like, I definitely saw the movie first. So I think my like child brain was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Tim. Allen. It's still it's I, still Buzz. I think I do remember, though, you know, after the crowds, I said there was a preview for the show where they had Warburton's voice. And I remember thinking, like, Buzz sounds weird. Like, because when, when you hear it back to back, it does sound weird. Well, it's not you know? it's not even that he, like, sounds different because it's a different guy. And he's not even trying yeah, to do course. He's yeah. not tr- trying to do a Tim Allen impression. He's just trying to be Buzz. But yeah. just the way, like, some of the lines are completely different where, like, and it, he just reads them way differently, which is bizarre. I feel like it would have had the same direction, but it doesn't yeah. in a lot of scenes. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, but it's weird. But sorry, to get back to Lightyear for a second with Tim Allen. Um I look at this movie and I see Tim Allen's voice performance in it, and I look at how it's a very serious buzz, right? Because Buzz Buzz does have jokes in this, to yeah. be clear. He's just obviously not on the level as XR and Booster, who are designed to be the comic relief characters. Cause I would say the comparison point are obviously the Kiki Palmer character is Miranova. And the Lightyear movie, mm-hmm. and then all the other characters are Booster and XR. <laughs> like well, literally, every she's every... a woman. She's not like 
No, but also she's like the know, person it's, who's it's serious. Really compare them. She's well, I mean, it's not that she's a woman. It's that she's <laughs> the serious counter. <laughs> I'm not sexist. Please don't cancel me, Mark. Because <laughs> also, because the thing is, also the Lightyear movie does have an upper woman character in it too. Mm, it was also memorable. Mira because there's only, there's only women. My point is, is that structurally speaking, Mira Nova is the character who was inspired by Buzz to become a space ranger. Right? She has an emotional connection to Buzz. Very tangibly here, but not really. Pun, pun intended, I guess, even though it wasn't. Uh, but I would say the one thing that Lightyear might do better, but it's more because it's trying to do that, is that emotional connection between the two of them. Because I think if this movie does have an issue, it's the same issue that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have, where it's like, everyone gets to be funny except for Gamora. Uh, but I don't want to speak too much on that against this movie, because I feel like Mira Nova probably had a better role in the show. I also feel like there are moments in this where, like, Mira Nova... Yes, she is the one girl, which is kind of annoying always when it's like, oh, there's one girl. Like, mm-hmm. why can't there be more than one? But, like, she still has, like, some funny lines in there. She still, like, quips back at XR. Like, she's not a blank slate. And also, like, let's be real. Like, Nicole Sullivan is, like, an iconic voice actress who should be talked about way more along the lines of, like... You know, Great Eliza, Tara Strong, like, Nicole Sullivan is up there with them, in my opinion. Because she obviously went on to voice Shigo, and then she has so many of her great credits. Uh, but, like, she's really good. Always. But anyway, yeah, that's my thing. Is I guess I, I kind of lost the plot of my Lightyear point. But it's like, the characters here are better. There are more funny jokes, despite it being a hour shorter film, probably. Uh, and... It doesn't, it still feels like a serious space adventure. That was the issue of Lightyear, is that it wasn't, and it's really funny. We, we were taught, me and Margaret talking about this like objectively as if Lightyear was a bad movie. We don't, we don't, I don't think we ever asked Joe's take on Lightyear 2022, but we're like. Have you seen Lightyear 2022, Joe? I have. I did not have a good <laughs> time with it. Okay, oh, good. We're I was very Lightyear. bored, but. It is really boring. But, but I'm bored with every Pixar movie I see. So like, it's not really any different. <laughs> Wait, I actually remember the point I was going to make till I went down the rabbit hole with Tim Allen. Because <laughs> that was the rabbit hole I went down. Is that in light, but the Buzz Lightyear Star Command Adventure begins starring Tim Allen. All the jokes are integrated in the scene well. It, the movie doesn't stop for jokes. It's just like, oh, XR has a line here. Booster has a line here. Um, you know, stuff like, or Buzz makes a quip in the middle of a scene. And then I stick, the thing that, the <laughs> scene I really remember in Lightyear, that was like, what even is this? It's a scene where the characters sit down to have some drama and some jokes. And the joke of the scene is that they're eating sandwiches that are made out of ham on the outside. And it's like, what even is this? Like, yeah, what, and, the, and what it takes is... a huge, like, they take a whole, like, three minutes to address the joke. Did Angus McLean just think this is really funny? And then also, the last other comparison I'll make is that, like, Zerg in this is so camp and great. Mm-hmm. And then it's like... What we're going to do with this character that is clearly camp also, if Pixar wants to ignore that, that's fine by me. In Toy Story 2, Zerg is also very clearly huge campy. And that is their own work. Why is he like a dramatic, like, we don't need the plot twist of Older Buzz. And it doesn't need to be like a serious villain. Like, it's all, that's the whole thing. Of and we'll do a whole episode on like, year in like three years. We're going to be like, what? why'd they make all these creative decisions? But it's just really, you know, you compare the two of them next to each other. It's so clear this accomplishes what it wants to do more with the idea of like, this is the movie that Andy would have loved as a kid. Because this is the movie we all loved as a kid. 
we all still kind of like it now. And like we are, we are Andy's demographic. We are Midwestern white boys. We are Andy's demographic. So if we like this, it was one of our favorite movies as a kid. It would make sense. It would be Andy's. And then you know, Lightyear. Lightyear is like I don't even know who this is for. Um, Joe, do you have anything else you want to say about Lightyear 2022? Because again, we ranted about it. a that's lot. That's right. We asked you and then we ignored it. <laughs> it's a forgettable movie. Like that's that's all there is to say about it. You it's, remember it, the ham? It's uh, I mean yeah, but only because you reminded me about it. If you had asked me before this, like anything I remembered, I'd be like, I remember socks. I liked socks. Socks was like, good. Socks is better than XR. Sorry. Like that's I the one thing this movie that movie has over this. I wasn't excited for it, so how can I be let down? That's fair. Like I, like I, I, that's I, I just forgot about it. For Lightyear. But I forget about every it's, other Pixar movie, so it's really no different in that sense. All right. So but how does to, it contribute to my my perception of Pixar? It does horribly because they have this <laughs> wonderful thing, and then they got rid of it. So I'm like, I'm with I'm with you, Joe. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know, man. It's it's not even like with the Star Wars extended universe that they chopped off, mm-hmm. which I really liked. But it seems well, like players, they so really had something that was like the same thing. Yeah, but you can watch great. the Clone Wars, the the Jendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars on Disney Plus. So they're not burying that at least. So like you know the what Clone I mean? Wars like Wars is canon. Not no, no the Clone Jendi Wars, Tart- not the Clone Wars. Yeah, Star Wars the Clone My Wars. My God, Jendi Tartakovsky. Have you not watched that? You it should. does not have it's a really the. Good. No, I've yeah. watched. I've I own DVDs of the original uh, Gendy Gendy Tartakovsky's yeah. Yeah. shows. Um, but yeah, I love those. But I didn't. Uh, that's so they're sad. not canon anymore. I mean, R. they R. were P. never really canon because Tino Gravis is such. Well, they're never really that. canon, but like I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, time passes. Yeah, it's like I'll. I was talking to a kid at work. And I about this podcast, how we were like, because I actually talk about this podcast at work sometimes because, you know, the kids have seen the movies. Uh, getting a, so getting watched... a new uh, market so that they can download it. Yeah, that's definitely. good because the Julius episode just came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like marked explicit. It's not to one can Spotify. Um, but uh, <laughs> that was a good joke, Mark. Um, gotta get the kids about Julius. Um, no, but. Uh, I was like, what'd you, th-? to one of, my, one of the kids I know, I'm like, yo, what'd you think of the new Buzz Lightyear movie? And she's like, it was so boring. I didn't like it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I watched the good one when I was a kid. It had aliens in it. She's like, yeah, well, there were no aliens in the new one. I'm like, I know. What the heck? <laughs> but she's like, yeah, there was an alien and there's a girl who can like have ghost powers and there's a, a robot that's just as funny as socks. She's like, whoa, I want to watch this. It's on Disney Plus. I was like, nope. Maybe it's at the library. If you can find it at the library, then I have it on DVD. But uh, no, otherwise you gotta like scour parts of it on YouTube because there's n- that VHS they're loading into the TV at the beginning of the movie. I had that probably still exists at my parents' house somewhere. I spent twenty five dollars on that of my own money. It was the first thing I owned. Still a big deal because <laughs> I was five at the time. Yeah, I was not making money at five, nor my that I have an allowance. allowance weekly. Wow, so. that's a big allowance for a five year old. Yeah, but then they never upped it up until I was 15, and then they stopped giving it. It was just like, okay. Well, in fact, um, you're, you're not even, like, out of grade school until, you like, you only get into high school at 15. Yeah. I do have one other story about me as a child with this, which I wanted to bring up, which is that um, I remember a very traumatic event, which is the summer our TV broke. There was a tube TV, and it broke. And every, you know, every Saturday morning, I'd get up early and watch Buzz Lightyear Star Command. 
period, because it did not start somehow, and it was not the adventure beginning. Um, but the summer our TV broke, when it came back, uh, and I watched ABC Kids, or I guess it was one Saturday morning at that point still. Uh, it was, And the thing is, the show, I can't find a concrete date of when they stopped re-airing reruns but you know on wikipedia it says it ran from 2000 to 2001 that just means that's when they aired the episode they yeah. maybe ran it for a while but it got taken off the block i believe because i looked up when this show came out it looks like it came off the block in 2006 that which, sounds about right yeah because i mean so i would have been watching it like around that time because it had because i was like it's I might. I was like, maybe I'm wrong, and this is about Leland Stitch, but I know the Leland Stitch finale, Leroy and Stitch, which is a very funny title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking back on it, I was just like, I was hyped for man, that. they really just did not care. And it's like we're gonna call the last one Leroy and Stitch. Um, but I know that aired like the same week, like not the same week, but like the same month as the Avatar finale, which was 2008. Anyway, it was replaced with the replacements, and I remember hating the show just because it took. Oh, I like the replacements. Air. But it took Buzz off the air. That wasn't okay. It took Buzz's slot. And this goes back to the after marathon I talked about many episodes ago, where there was the episode about DW getting sad that Mary Muhaka was being taken off the air. Oh yeah, that's I how that. I felt. With yeah, it was really weird to watch it during the marathon celebrating Arthur going off the air. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. eerie. <laughs> but um, yeah, the replacements replaced. Fuzzle out your star command and it ruined my child because I never got to say goodbye. Granted, I wouldn't have got to say goodbye because when they change the scheduling block, it's not like they give you a warning in advance. No. <laughs> I remember when Saturday cartoons just went off the air in general. It just it just one weekend our DVR didn't record it. That's sad. Yeah. Although I think didn't um is it Kids WB? I think Kids WB lasted a bit longer than the other ones. Did. Yeah. No. That that was that was like the last oh, one because it, it well it went from Kids WB to CW for Kids to Toon's Eye, to Vortex. Vortex was the last iteration. Yeah. Is it really all gone now? Yeah, they don't do it anymore. It got all the... There's no Saturday morning, like, blocks anymore. Wow. That are, they're on, like, public TV, at least. Okay, I kind of bring up one other thing, which is, um... So, recently, I looked up... I don't remember why I looked it up. And was it for this, about the Emperor's New School? Great show. Which is... Yeah, well... <laughs> There's an entire section of Wikipedia about, like, that's four paragraphs long about massive parent complaints about the show. And, you know, I actually remember my parents being extremely, like, dis- they, they they tried to ban me from watching that show. Because I once recorded an episode when we went to the movies on Saturday morning. And the episode was, a- let me see if I can find the episode. It's about Cusco. And I should have wrote it on that paper I told you I wrote about with uh, trans, uh, like, trans narratives in, uh... Uh, <laughs> trans icon Cusco. <laughs> well, no, because there was an episode where he turned into a girl. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Great, much it, to talk about. <laughs> yeah, my trans But it was like, Your yeah, yeah, okay. Sounds it, worse and worse every time you tell me about it. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good essay because it was about how okay. that movie is very transphobic because it's about the dog who wants to become a boy. He gets it, but he becomes a man because he forgot kind of about dog ears, and he goes, you know, it's natural for me to stay as a dog because that's just the way I was made. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is not good messages. <laughs> oh my goodness, watching this back is not okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this is an episode where Cusco and Kronk turn to girls and sneak into the girls' locker room. <laughs> and it's kind of like, my it's like, what is this show? You should not watch this show. <laughs> and like, you know, 
if what I'm remembering is correct, and they did in fact sneak into the girls' locker room, I think my parents do have a point there that it is kind of weird that the, if that joke was there that it existed at that time for children to be like, eh. oh yeah, that sounds cool. That's like, just classic <laughs> kid hijinks, really, like in that era of shows. Boys will be boys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was in every in show. In that era, maybe that was what was on, on television, but I don't <laughs> know if that's like classic hijinks well i mean i mean of that era like it's that that's not like out of the norm for like a joke of that era Mm -hmm. i gotta say some of the plots of this show are really good like yuzma turns kronk into a lava so you'll eat this is not about emperor's new school (laughs) speaking of speaking of locker rooms i only know it from the Oh, I only know it from the poster, but uh, you know like every old kids movie is like compared to porkies and i've never seen that movie but what's porkies I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just if you read any like everything, like John Hughes onward is like somehow a reference to this movie Porky's, and I don't know what it's about except the poster has like some kid looking at a girl in a locker room. Hmm. It's Porky's. I don't know. Every time, like every, even this is like everything. Even even Emperor's New Groove yeah, is a, I get is a the reference to Porky's. It all starts when they from turn Porky's. them into pigs, and I just do the Porky's. <laughs> I just do the Porky's thing. <laughs> You'd think so. It was directed by the guy who did Black Christmas, which is a fantastic film. And so. a Christmas story. Not the new one, right? Yeah, the old one, right? No, no, no. Okay. The old he's an older dude. Okay. Um All right. Let's any are we are we are we gonna final thought this or do we have anything else to say about it? Light Lightyear um, bad, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command good. Well, I will say, yes. at the end of this movie where he's like, my team is now called Mr. The, the New Hope thing, and the Chewbacca analog actually gets a medal, because I do think Booster is the Chewbacca of this group rather easily. Because uh, <laughs> he does not do much other than fly the ship. Hey, he, sits, he sits on uh, warp. He clears the that heavy traffic like a area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the only one who knows how to incapacitate the star command people because of his broom anyway at the end buzz goes team lightyear and it's like great we all just named it after buzz they're all just taking buzz's last name that's how this goes uh team team lightyear nova mirror xr does not have as good of a name i think team nova is easily the coolest option they have there team booster Especially considering she's the princess team booster that's Buzz, that's Buzz Lightyear? We done? We done? Is that Buzz? Sure is. Buzz? That's Buzz? it. Yeah. All right. Brain in a jar. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, what would you give? Now, Joe, have you, listened, you You said you listened to a couple of ours. Have you listened to any of our movie episodes yet? No, it was just the shorts at the beginning. So, okay. All right, Joe. So we like to give movies a grade, but we don't like to use the normal star system. Or the number like, system, or, or really the whatever. I, the way I put it is, we just like to give a movie something. <laughs> we just yeah. Like... Um. So uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, let's get. Oh, you'll you get no, what we mean. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Joe, Joe's going for it. He's a good. He's good at yes and. I'm gonna let's give go it. I'm gonna give it uh, eight warp dark matters out of out of ten. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it Nick Carter and AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. All right. <laughs> and also Howie Duro's last name, or Duro, I don't know, his I'm, last name as well. I'm going to give it... Okay. I, I was going to look up the name of the episode, but I don't know, but the only episode of Buzz Lightyear Star Command I remember is the one where Buzz's head starts growing to the size of a planet. Uh, and I'm going to give it um, a bust of the giant 
like the swollen buzz head from like a buzz made of the kid's character design. At whatever point in the episode, he has the most swole head possible. Would you buzz like to give the film head. another gift, Joe? Another one? <laughs> Yeah. Like more of a weird gift, like we did. If you'd um, like to. I'll, 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 I'll give it one evil goatee. Good. <laughs> All right. Voice by so Batman. what are we doing next time? Well, next, next time, time as I alluded to earlier, we will be talking about. Wait. Well, you know what? I'll do it anyway. Um, <laughs> you usually I ask the guests to plug themselves before I do this. That's why I'm thrown off. What? You usually oh, ask the guest to yeah, plug himself you're right. first. I, I'm sorry, Joe. What? What's? Uh, you got anything to plug? Uh, I, I plugged all my stuff Bye. at the beginning. You can, if you want me to edit your stuff or do anything audio related. I'm at Joe Shredder. It's my last name, but with D's instead of M's Whoa, on Instagram. J o e s c h r e d d e r. Hit me up there because I, I don't use anything else. And nice. there, there's a bunch of podcasts I said at the beginning too. Cool. Joe, it was great to finally have you on one of my podcasts. <laughs> Completing the circuit. Year and a half yeah. in the making. Oh, no, you, you don't understand this, Mark. We kept trying to book him for why is when we finally did. That's when we abruptly decided to end the show right before his episode that he was booked for. <laughs> 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 so it has been a long time coming. So it was good to have you on, Joe. Thanks for having me. I'm glad it so was what are we doing it. next time? Not light year 2022. What are we doing next time? What are we doing yeah. next time? Well, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but Pete Doctor, first director to ever make a movie at Pixar that wasn't John Lasseter and Monsters, Inc. And we have a very special guest, Snub Club co-host of mine, Sarah Kanoff. So, next All week, right. Monsters, Inc. Get Monsters, your doors ready. Looking for the Ocean is produced by Mark Young and Danny Vincent. Our original artwork was done by Sarah Knopf, and each episode is edited by me. If you'd like to be notified about new episodes, you can find us on Facebook at Looking for the Ocean of Pixar Journey, on Twitter at Pixar Journey, on Instagram at Looking for the Ocean Pod, and on our website, lookingfortheoceanpixar.podbean.com. If you want to know what I'm up to or find me on social media, you can head over to markyoungperformer.com. And if you'd like to see all my takes on all the movies, you can find me on Letterboxd at Blankman's. If you'd like to hear me on another podcast, I also have The Snub Club, a podcast about film history. We'll see you next time. See you next time.